Welcome to another edition of Mutiny Radio. Hello, hello. Thanks for tuning in as always. My name is Archivist and this is the final hour. Um, got some technical difficulties on here, but we'll see if we can make it work tonight with our internet. Thanks so much for tuning in as always. If you would like to donate to Mutiny Radio, you can donate on our website to our GoFundMe page or you can donate to our Venmo directly, and our Venmo tag is at Mutiny Radio. Um, yeah, thanks so much for tuning in again. Uh, for this week, I felt I was in the mood to play a bunch of jazz and funk stuff. We started off that set right there with uh, some Bad Bad Not Good, and uh, I'm going to go all over the map and play a lot of stuff from... 70s, but uh, I'll play some newer stuff as well. Um, start us off here. Let's get into some Mahavishnu Orchestra and play the title track off their second album, Birds of Fire, featuring um, John McLaughlin on guitar and Billy Cobham on drums, among the other members of the band. Uh, keep it locked here at Mutiny Radio. Thanks for tuning in. This is the final hour.
Sorry for the mess up, but yeah, due to technical difficulties, I'm going to have to end my show early tonight. There's uh, issues here with the mixing. We're only playing music out of one side of the air, so we're not hearing the full mix. So I don't want to compromise my show by giving you some half-assed sound of the songs I'm going to play. So uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be better by next week and we can get this fixed here um yeah in the meantime we really do appreciate all the support that you guys can help us um financially because we definitely are struggling here at the studio and could use some upgrades in our equipment here so if you can please help us out it'd be so much appreciated so we can keep giving you the best content possible um in that case um hopefully be back next week with some better working equipment and i'll see y'all later thank you bye-bye good night is this going to go full circle that will happen but not right now so weird how a brain surgeon has his brain kicked on yeah what a coincidence they should make a movie I love the clothes. Check out that suit. It's just a vest over uh, with a smock over it. It's not even a suit. No, it's like he's wearing a suit jacket, but he took the jacket part off and put on a schmock. He's wearing a vest. Yeah, he's got a schmock on, but underneath it's not. It's like two thirds of a jacket. Right. So. Rex thinks he's woken up for the first time ever in this place, and they're acting like it's every day. We go through this with you every single day. You have the same dream. Oh. I don't know what's real or not. I don't know if I should not care about this or not care about the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hammer. Boring. Come on, Adam. Can't fuck with male nurses in movies, right? In the loony bin? I'm going through DT. Jesus, <laughs> down here. <laughs> what was that? The last weekend, they had like this male nurse that was like, "All right, buddy." I saw. There you go, bub. 
it has been the greatest joke in the world. He tries to hawk his uh, typewriter for booze, the writer. And every time he goes to the New York City uh, uh, pawn shops, they're closed. And he goes to, like, Zelensky's and, like, all these. Uh-huh. And he goes to this uh, pawn shop, like, O'Leary's, and O'Leary's locking the door. And he goes, I don't get it. Why are all the pawn shops closed? And the guy who's obviously Irish, he goes, it's Yom Kippur. He goes, yeah, but you're, you're not Jewish. You're Irish. And he goes, we made a deal. They close on St. Patrick's Day. We close on Yom Kippur. That's what's the joke? Why trade? Does the Irish? Yeah. Does the pawn shops have a deal that on Yom Kippur the Irish pawn shops close, and in return the Jewish pawn shops close on St. Patrick's Day, so they get yeah, a day but, off? But but on Yom Kippur the Jewish the Jewish pawn shops would be closed too. So no no no. Oh, is it no, no yeah, but, to, but business? Yes. Ah, okay. It's a truce between the Irish and the Jews. Why don't you take it for what it's worth? Uh-oh, <laughs> word search on the wall. Now. He's the it, crazy one. Right, exactly right. Uh, he has become, um, excuse me, I'm sorry, I forgot his Hazley. Yeah. Terrible Hazley. Uh, Halsey. He has become Jack Halsey now. Right, he's the crazy one in the institution. And Conklin is, is, is so. Was the beginning of the movie him, and now he's gone nuts, or is this him? And that was his fantasy. You can't tell. Ooh, this is like Lost Weekend, right? The one with Joel Pullman, the, the David Lynch movie where he turns into Balthazar Getty halfway through the movie. I, I. Are you talking yeah, about David Lynch? Because you said Lost Weekend. Yeah. Lost, oh, Lost Highway. Well, no, no. Pollock film. It's black and white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, talk- oh, okay. I'm talking about a different movie now. Um, yeah, I'm moving on. And, it's the one where he goes on the trip, right? It's a David Lynch movie, and he's they go to a motel, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like some the rubber Blake calls him and acts all freaky, and there's yeah. like a darkened corner in their house where he goes in and never comes out. But he's, Is William he's in Dafoe jail. in it? As like a, a lot of people. I remember Henry Rollins. Okay. I guess I'm not sure. Yeah. I might be mixing the two. Well, he was in Wild at Heart. What's that? He, he, played a, he was in Wild at Heart. He played a really oily guy. Okay, so. that's probably what I'm thinking of. Right. But he might have, he might have been in this movie too. He had a lot of people. I mean, like Robert Blake kind of stood out, and Coleman. But yeah, Coleman turns into a different person halfway during the movie. Yes, it's. He goes to jail, and and then it's. <laughs> yeah. It is. Let me ask. Let me just explain here that Rex is now in his office. Do you remember his office in the beginning of the film? Yeah. But he's not in his office. He's in his shrink's office. But he's so convinced. But he thinks it's his office. Right. Yeah. He, he thinks he's in the office. That's why he talks to the camera. Like the sitcom The Office. Oh. <laughs> yeah. i never seen an episode. Give him a gift. So he's like, you think this is your office? Right. Yeah. No, but well, he's got really good proof. 
What? Take a look out the, the window. Juice all over it? Okay, there's Kermit says the night will close. It's not what he expects. What the? Look, the etchings are on the wall. The reason I knew they were lithographs from the 1800s is because he is proving it's his office. And this is the scene in which I learned that because he tells you about everything. This gotcha. is my office. Now here's Bill Paxton. Huh. No, he was dead. Look at Paxton playing a different character. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, make my hair messier. Get my different hair. Yeah. And I'm wearing a vest, too. Yeah, he's not wearing, like, an 80s go-getter suit. Looks more nerd than uh, yes. Ethan Bale in American Psycho. Well, he's playing an accountant. Oh, cousin knows no one. Running away. Bill Paxton loved this story. Who else did that? Bill Paxton tells this Paxton story. Right? He goes, "We met for an hour. We talked about Descartes and the meditations." and wondering what reality was. And I end up thinking, this man is such a depth of knowledge, and it's perverse all the way down the line. So Bill Paxton likes him, and Griffin Miller, uh -huh. the player, said, who let Adam Simon on the lot? I don't know about that. That's so crazy. Why should there be pussy on the wall? Uh, we're just saying these are crazy people. He's trying to escape, yeah, so he's... He's with a bunch of crazy girls. <laughs> oh, I, I, I came from the normal brothel. I must be in the wrong room. Well, there's nothing brothel going on here. No. They're not letting him go. Oh, no, that's the nurse, right? Taking him back to the closet? No, it's a cuckoo bird. Ten minutes in heaven. One second, two seconds. She's a nutbag. Crazy. Trapped in the closet. The closet. Oh, oh no. Go in. More room. Hey, well, it is office hours. So the guy who wrote this story had degenerative aging disease. And he died at 38, looking over 100 years old, the internet tells me. Yeah, that's crazy. Poor guy. Well, I mean, the advantage, of course, is he never got caught at age 8. And, yeah, at least he wasn't, uh, what was that stupid movie with Brad Pitt? Oh, Benjamin Button. Yeah, at least he wasn't Benjamin Well, he, he had, like, reverse degenerate aging. Reverse, that's right, degenerate aging. He had baby, I don't know what he had. The tagline to this he film like, is, you have you... nothing to lose except your mind. 
What the fuck's going on? No. Why wasn't I invited to this party? He walked into like a torture chamber part of the the asylum. Wow, look at the scratches on his face and the yeah. sleeve. That's from the girls. So he thinks Conklin is sick. Right. Was he though? I can't figure it out. Conklin looks really normal in this. Yes. Because he's the doctor. He's not a murderer. Look, there's nobody in there. It was all in Rex's mind. Is he Rex or is he Halsey? I'm, you know, I, I, I'm going to take my, my parents out of this uh, facility. I don't trust this room. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know why this room exists. <laughs> You're being paranoid, Mr. Spiegelman. Listen, this is just my sex room. You've seen Fifty Shades of Grey, you know. It's your sex room. <laughs> Come on, get with the times. Okay, now they're zapping him. Oh, they're zapping him for real. Are they? He just woke up from oh, a dream. Oh, did they? Now, this is Bud Court's best acting in the whole movie, and he does it two times in a row. Is that is this the end of Bud Court? Or did he disappear early? Or? Well, no, no, we'll see him throughout. He's love so funny. We, we've talked about him before, but I still think he, I loved him in Heat. He had an uncredited role as a, like a parole officer. It was a fast food restaurant. He was like, if you don't do my job, I'll right. make you to the PO. Right. He was an asshole in that film. Yeah. And then the ex-con buddies came by the restaurant and they said, hey, we need a wheels man. And he's like, fuck you, Court. Fuck I'm out of here. Court, you look like Danny Goldman. <laughs> Slam. I'm not Danny Goldman. Now, he is uh, a friend of our show uh, because of gas in 1971. Right. Yeah, a long time ago this has been going on. We really did that a long time ago, yeah. He was in Theodore Rex. Yeah, I, I really like that one. I do like that one. And that's on YouTube. So everybody knows Harold and Maude and then MASH. But not everybody knows Son of Hitler, 1978. Okay, here comes Bud Court to what, act. really? He does the same scene but different lines, and he's so perfect. Oh, so he keeps waking out of a dream, or is it? Yeah, and then Bud Court shows up. That creepy. You should know he's coming. Boom! Maybe he thought it was Munchie. Now, there's an important part here where they both go, I know I'm real, and they realize maybe they're the same person. Watch. Here it comes right now. <laughs> See Whoa, that? Jinx. Right. For a second, it's like, I'm the same person. Maybe. 
Right. You know, like multiple person. You know what I mean? Like. That's a kind of a neat twist. I, I haven't really seen a movie where, like, he's, well. Can I spell no, a movie for you? No, he's done well. I mean, we've seen multiple personalities, but. Yeah. Oh. So is it really the wife, or is it like a doctor, another doctor? Wait a minute. So he's no longer, like, where he was in that bedroom. He's now in some other it's just all over the place. He's just free expressing, and obviously it's in his mind. It's got to be. Or maybe he had an out-of-body experience. Yeah, maybe. Why didn't you ever think of that? Yeah, why maybe. didn't I ever think of that? One where he could physically do it. <laughs> <laughs> she's cool in this movie. She doesn't do much. I mean, there's not much. No, she doesn't do much, and I didn't even research her. Um... I have her name here. Uh, oh, there's Ellie Paxton. Ellis? No, I guess I don't. Yeah, her name is Ellis. No, that's a guy. I don't know. All right, no worries. But we know Bill Paxton. Oh, this guy must be huge. We know Bill and that turtleneck. God, who dresses these guys? What? <laughs> Reality. Now, one of the board Please members, Bill Paxton's father. I'm trying to find him for you next time we see the board members. Oh, it's okay. Oh, cool. William Paxton Sr. Yeah. Uh, no, his name is um, uh, John. John Paxton, and he was an actor and producer. He was in Spider-Man Three and Spider-Man, but it was all about Bill. I mean, he was 70 years old the first time he was in a movie. It's all about Bill Paxton. Right. But he was executive producer of A Simple Plan with Bill Paxton. Oh, that's a great movie. He ran a lumber company, like, in Texas, you know, when they were great. I don't know. When Bill Paxton hit the big time, he said, forget that. Okay, now this is good. We're in Bud Court's brain. Really? Yeah. A big-ass swimming pool. Oh, there he is. <laughs> the sea court. We're in my brain. Yep. We're in my brain now. This movie makes no sense. Uh, it doesn't. It doesn't. Because he's been, like, going on, like, this weird trip this whole time. <clears throat> now, that was actually kind of funny. He said uh, there were sea monsters, and he says, is it dangerous? And Bud Cart goes, not for me, because this is my brain. You can't get hurt in your own brain. And then he gets pulled under by the sea monsters. Yeah. And they put, like, a little red blood on there. That was a very nice touch. Made it. Southern California. There, like, if the water was his brain. Okay, Stop now, doing that. Inexplicably, he's a bum on the, or he's on the streets of Los Angeles for no reason. Yeah. Backy suit. So 80s of 
Oh, that's uh, they're sending mixed messages there. Yeah. Just threw water on my head. I had to throw water on you. The boss is listening. <laughs> okay, so somehow he's now freed from the hospital and craziness for a short time, and he begins to wander, and he ends up back at his office and in his back at his building and in his office. Nice. Look how he's all dry, and it's just la la la. I know. Look at my. You know what happens? There's always like a wet. There's always a wet stain on your crotch. <coughs> like, well, I just find that. Someone <laughs> threw water on me. <laughs> Weird. That's good. Very helpful stuff is there. Yeah, here, I told you already about this, but it says, in the late 80s, Julie Corman got summer interns to go through several hundred old scripts. The best one they discovered was this one written by Charles Beaumont for Roger Corman in the 60s. Director Adam Simon liked it and updated it for modern times. It was shot in 20 days. Good for Adam Simon. That's good. Yeah, that's quick. I don't think they didn't didn't waste a single day. Nope. You could not do more than that 20 days. 20 days, that's three weeks. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Look, he opens the window and it's not, uh, right? He's home. He's home. Yeah. Yeah, things are there. But there's brain jar, brain wall. No, that's the lab. He's not in the lab. But there's a problem. Look, uh, he's looking at he's looking at Halsey's equation. That the Eunice Corporation were after. Now he starts to get like, what's going on here? All the diplomas say Halsey. He's not in his office, unless his name's Halsey. Oh, is he still in Halsey's brain? I don't know. Huh. Yeah, Dr. Halsey. This is weird. So what does it well, mean? Memory. I guess it means like he is Halsey. Oh yeah, check out your certificate. That's real, you know, because Yale will not forge a But forge you, a right life. now in his mind he's Rex. He's not Halsey, so therefore he's not falling for it. Uh-oh, paranoia. People are coming to get him. Good. Good? Oh, no. They're taking the elevator. Danny Goldman? Yeah, Danny Goldman? The There's no Danny Goldman here. That is not. I know it's you, Danny. Danny. Goldman. Right? Imagine, like, Danny Goldman's in trouble with the law and Bud Cart's, like, at the shop, right? Yeah. I swear, you got the wrong man. Freeze, Goldman! No, I'm, I'm Bud Cort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He always says that. Get in the cab. Get in the cop car. Uh, okay, so now we just have the doctor from the beginning, but we he's calling him Halsey, and he gets pissed off about that. Right. I'm not Halsey. So, I don't know. Like, this movie doesn't grab me. Like, uh... You know, he's, I don't know, like, what's this movie trying to say? Like, 
we're just exploring a guy who's essentially crazy, and we keep getting these hints that he is three people. He's Halsley himself, and he's a murderer, Conklin. Uh, and he compartmentalizes those people to keep his sanity. But if he does, why is he insane? I, I don't know. Look, there's the original bum, right? That's my the brain. That, yeah. Right, the brain snatcher. Right, the brain snatcher. Who got a, he got into a car accident with the brain snatcher. Right. Is he the bum too? I don't think he's the bum too, no. Hey, I want to tell you about Geico. <laughs> You're a Geico caveman? On the Geico's commercials, they go like, I didn't know that Geico helped with re you know, rent insurance. They say they use the word helped. I didn't know that Geico helped yeah. with boat insurance. Sure, they'll help you. Yeah, they'll take your money. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, those commercials are too much. When, when your boat didn't uh, you know what the worst? your money went down the drain. Right. Yeah, I need like help. Ben Stiller. Uh, ben Stiller. Like, uh, I'm sorry, I keep cutting you off. Yeah, he does. It does, right? Is no, it... no, it wasn't worth it. You saved me. Yeah. <laughs> Holy cow, it's Bill Paxton. Talking to Bill Paxton. It Pax. is. Yeah. This movie's it's a double really killing. Is. I'm a Terminator. Right. That is what he is. Let me guess. Laundry good. day. Ho, ho, ho. You know the story about James Cameron? You know how some directors would always use the same actor? Uh -huh. And Bill Paxton has appeared in so many James Cameron movies. It's kind of like a good luck charm. Like Joe Dante would have Dick Miller in it. Uh, Hector Elizondo was in uh, Gary Shinley, uh, Gary Shinley, Gary Marshall. I can't pronounce Hector Elizondo. But there's always like the same guy in all the Clint, Clint Howard's and Ron Howard movies. So Bill Paxton showed up in like, a lot of James Cameron movies. Right. I mean, you can retire nicely being in them. <laughs> oh, and again, in, in Pixar, they keep using the guy uh, Cliff from Cheers to do voices. I don't know why. Well, maybe they like his right-wing uh, politics. Who knows? Uh, Cliff from Cheers had a show where he would go to American factories. Want to know how bitter honey is made? We'll go to their factories. Right. And I was like, hopefully this guy has so much FU money, he could do whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> now, Bill Paxton was in an 80s rock band called Martini Ranch, and they have a song at the end of this movie, and James Cameron directed the music video. Oh, wait, the music video for Brain Dead. I don't Bill think it was band Dead, the... it was a song called Reach, uh, featuring other, you know, people who work with John uh, Cam Cameron, James Cameron. Now, here, he's getting the brain operation on himself. And Conklin, I don't, I don't the brain surger, surgeon. Ah, but they're all the same person. I guess. 
Look at Kennedy. I love how like Kennedy doesn't give a shit. There's a guy in the next room getting his brain picked on. And he does right. That's his character, though. Do you hear me? He was in Aliens, as you know, James Cameron. And yeah, he had that famous line. Which Game was, over, man. Game over. Oh, right, right, right. And he said it all wimpy like yeah. we're in trouble. Game over, man. He was in True Lies, another James Cameron. Yeah. He was pretty oily in that one. He played like kind of, he kind of, you know, like in, uh, uh, Showgirls, she gets a ride with a hit. She hitches a ride, and this guy's a creep to her. Right. And then, like, two hours when the movie's over, she hitches a ride, and it's the same guy. He's like, get out, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think Paxton had a similar role in True, True Lies. Like, he, he well, gave him, he drove by, and then he gave him. He pretended that he was a spy to right. a lady, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis who happened to coincidentally be Arnold Schwarzenegger's wife. So he was a car salesman right. and a sleazy one. Right, I remember the car salesman part. He was in Titanic, was he? Or Pullman was in Titanic. Yeah, he was in Titanic as the uh, leader of the, is the word expedition? I don't know. They were going to raise it. Right, okay, so it was time. See, I get those two guys mixed up. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to watch this movie. I don't really want to watch this scene, but... Yeah. How's my driving? Okay, now... You see, Whoa, where's he now? Well, he's driving. Remember the accident we saw? He's going to essentially... Yeah, sure, it was a grain. Oh, so he's that person, too. This is trippy. Whoa! It was him all along. I knew it. Right. If he gets hit. So he saw it from two perspectives. But unlike the rest of the time, he was the same person. He was the same person hitting. Usually he's one of his characters interacting with another one. Right. Look at him, Humpty Dumpty like. Now, who are these characters? They're out of the blue, and we're at the end of the film. And he's chatting during surgery. It's just tacky. That's right. Is that normal? Well, you know, well, they do, you know, when they do brain surgery, you hear stories about how, like, someone played a violin while getting surgery on their brain. Yeah. To keep them active. You know what I mean? Like, so there's always, like, uh, weird stories like that. Like, I'd be like, can you give me a Game Boy? And I'd play Game Boy during surgery. <laughs> That's your anesthesia, anyway. Yeah. Nicholas Pryor was uh, in a film we saw, too. Uh, I forget which one. His character's name was Bidwell. But... Huh. Okay, so this is not a good film, and now it won't end well. Uh, he'll just die. Well, he's going to get a lobotomy, right? <laughs> we give him a lobotomy? They're going to be chatting away. Right. They're wrapping up. The I have your hard-boiled egg this morning. Yeah, right. Is there like seven minutes of credits, or is this going to be like the end? Please be, please be kind and rewind this video. Right, be kind, rewind.
He's got so, the surgery. Eyes on that operating table that we just saw. It doesn't mean we're exactly at the end. All right. That looks like his wife. It's kind of the ending I like. Well, I wouldn't be surprised, but, right? Once again. Cool. I'm here for the open mic. <laughs> Polly's over there. The same halls as him. I just wow, that's nice. You got a little stroll in the corner. What's that? They have like three urinals, and then in the corner they have a little private sitter. Yeah. That's what I I, 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 yeah, I talked over you. Okay, yeah. so we saw that footage that was gruesome, and here I have it written. It, it is real. A guy named Walter Freeman. It's an infamous ice pick lobotomy. Um, and the practice damaged the reputation of psychosurgery. Like it was a really screwed up thing he did. So, um, basically, w when when he's putting a prod in and hitting him, it's uh, the same thing as like what yeah. was happening in the real world. You just bonk the brain. It's a bad idea. Right, bad idea. So. It's also a bad idea after getting brain surgery to leave your ho hotel, be able to leave your hospital room and use the bathroom for doctors. Yeah, the public bathroom. Uh, me wear wig. Me look good. Yeah, now clearly his head was enlarged so that we could get a fake brain. I mean, his head is not a cone head. Oh, I know. I know. Like the last seven minutes, he's been wearing this weird thing on top of his head. This is gross. And oh, like, don't do it. Don't do it. It's a prop. It's a prop. It's not really his skull. Wasn't it? That wasn't in the trailer, though. It's butterflies. He's free. Yeah. Life is but a butterfly. What a bad. Yeah, twice been jerking off the whole time. It's the worst movie I've ever seen. Oh, no. It's just theater in the operating room. Listen, we love Corman, but this film... He's brain dead. Now he's dead dead. Yeah, he's dead dead is what he is. Oh, but the worst okay. play I've ever if seen. If he's really dead, then right now we're not in his fantasy world, right? We're in the real world. That's... So he really had the wife and he really had the friend Bill Pullman. I mean Bill Paxton. Right. So if that's true, that means that Eunice Corporation was real. But are they dating? Like Paxton and the wife? Never. No. But like that's where it's going to go if the film continues. What a horrible job you have to like clean up around the dead body. See the butterfly? Yeah, gross. In the real world. How do they do world? that? And now, speaking of the real world, wait, wait. we're done with this movie. No, oh, no, no. we're not. Here's Am I dreaming? Ending. Whoa. It was a brain in a jar all along. Among other brains, other individuals. Whoa. No, he wasn't a brain was in a jar story. all along. No, he, 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 when no, he died, yeah. he got put on a shelf. And it says Rex 
Martin. So therefore, I think right. It's a, in the real world, he was Rex Martin. I think he was a brain in a jar all along. Okay. He was made so bored, he made up this story. Uh, yeah. What a bad movie. Thank you, Mike. Terrible piece of crap movie. Carl, <laughs> Carl this is the point of the show where I ask you, yeah. what did you think of the movie, Carl? Yeah, I think it was uh, a <laughs> dog, man. Yeah, I agree. It was gross. Like, it was gross and it was completely incoherent. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, there was, it was incoherent, though. It was There was something, like, kind of off about this movie. If you're going to see this movie, well, it's it's gross. Gross. Jacob's Ladder. Yeah. Wait, don't do what, Carl? If you're going to see this movie, like, reconsider, don't watch it. Instead, watch Jacob's Ladder. It's the same movie, so much better. Yeah, I've never seen Jacob's Ladder, but I know I know the ending of that movie. Yeah, it's worth it. it I mean, right. if you die and you haven't seen Jacob's Ladder, that's okay. You're still going to make it into heaven. Yeah. But, I mean, if you have the time, you should see it. It's it's not such a... Eh. <laughs> yeah. But it's good to have in your All right. Family. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you can't afford to uh, virtually rent Jacob's Ladder, then you're you were in luck. We got to see the free screening of Brain Dead. Virtually rented? 1990. The virtual part is me paying. <laughs> oh, right. I got you. Yeah. All right. Well, Jacob's Ladder, it's available on one, two, three movies. Three. Dot one, two, three. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Do it. Do it. Uh, hey, Carl. The virus. Uh, let's, uh, I'm really excited to uh, discuss next week's movie. Yeah, that makes one we of We made it to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a movie by uh, from director Adam Simon, and it's, his, uh, <laughs> it's a follow-up to his Brain Dead movie, and it's called Carnosaur. <laughs> Roger Corman, I assume. Roger Corman. 1993. I see Roger Corman's official YouTube page has the trailer. Oh, we got to go with that, right? All right. So, I uh, Carnosaur, right. 1993 official trailer, and Roger Corman's official page is our channel, and slide it back to zero zero zero. Okay, perfect. So you gonna do the countdown for us? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to play the audio. And you play the audio. Yeah. Thanks for this. Thanks for this. The same producer, the same director. Is it going to be the same piece of crap? Okay, ready? Three, two, one, go. I think the same dinosaur shows up in this movie, too. The dinosaur from Brain Dead. The carnosaur. Look at that Simon direction. No wonder Olman was uh, jealous. Look, baby carnosaur. Some kind of lizard. Rawr. I'm an angry hand puppet. Diane Ladd. So far, this movie looks great. Did you see that? Very 90s, too. See the Jeep? Clearly, yeah. the Jurassic Park ripped this off. I'm telling you, Jurassic Park ripped this total movie off. Yeah. Oh. This plays the car, Diane Ladd. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we're out of Simon. This time, he, it's a lot different from Brain Dead because of the dinosaurs. 
I need Carnosaur. Whoa! It's no walk in the Jurassic Park. Can we wink? And make a great and theme make a great park. Theme park. Holy cow! Yeah. That's well, so Jurassic Park. As you know, as you know, Carnosaur came out the same weekend as Jurassic Park in '93, uh, uh, and I saw it in the theater, and it was and we did it all ironic, uh, like. <laughs> so it is not. All right. Uh, uh, you know, Jurassic Park did not rip off Carnosaur. It's the other way around. Yeah, it was a classic Corman movie. He heard of the sensation that was going to happen, and he made his own version and released it at the same time. But it wasn't like it, it, if I saw it, I saw the Boston premiere back in '93, uh -huh. and it was over at the Brookline Theater. So the Brookline Theater is an art house movie, you know, the double okay. screen art house movie. So it wasn't like it premiered at Lowe's, you know, next. But it was out there that weekend. It was there for the publicity. Gotcha. So that's the movie, I and mean, the the great Diane Ladd is in this movie. I don't know how many times I have to stress what a waste of her talent. To yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that is our movie next week. We're going on an Adam Simon tear. We're gonna we watch a full film retrospective of both his directed films, uh, and the second one is going to be next. As I said, we do air uh, here on Mini Radio and, and air. all our all. Yeah, and listen, the only sponsor we have is Mutiny Radio. Want to help us out? Yeah. Go to Venmo, donate money to the station. Their handle is at Mutiny Radio, and uh, you can check GoFundMe. I I believe now the the drive is done, but we're trying to keep the lights on past October. So yeah, send what you can and. You know, if it closes, we'll be around somewhere else. But uh, <laughs> meanwhile, we love Mutiny Radio. No, I'm kidding. Right. We don't want Mutiny Radio closed yet. No, uh, no, and, no, uh, no, so, no. As a matter of no. fact, listen, if you're feeling late, no, no, just no. go to mutinyradio.fm and hit the donate button. You'll be paying them. Hit the donate button. <laughs> mutinyradio.fm. All right, I'm singing call song. Carl, what a pleasure. It was great hanging out with you. This was a good one, even though the movie was a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, and I thank you so much for researching it and watching it more than once, uh, just so we could have this experience. And, of course, audience, thank you. So it's called Let Us Watch, a full-length movie on YouTube, and we couldn't do it without us being involved, you and us. And this is a good, bad movie to, to sit through with other people. There's <laughs> no way I would have made it. You're a better man than I am, Carl. I don't yeah. think I would have made it without this. This is a bad, bad Or by myself. <laughs> You guys like Carl? Check out CarlSucks.com, uh, and I'm somewhere on the internet. I don't even I don't even know what's going on this week. Uh, but thank you guys so much. All right, thanks, Mike. Bye. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Thanks, Carl. Bye. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Watch a full length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. It's been over one long year watching movies bad, strange, and weird. Come and dear. Bye-bye.
German strudels. You should follow me on Twitter. It's jokes to Carl. Uh, that's the French duh, not the <coughs> duh, duh. Now let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Michael Okay, all right, pass. Okay, one more time. No, no, one more time. We gotta go back to the first one, though. Oh, God, okay. You know, I don't know what OCD is all about. All right, let's do the first one. Ready? L W A F L M O Y T. Do it again. L W A F L M O Y T. Spell W A L F L O Y T. L W A F L M O Y T. Watch if you want to, you can slap Spiegelman's behind. L-W-A-F-L-M-N-O-Y-T on Mutiny Radio. Mutiny. Mutiny! It's pronounced Mutiny. Mutiny! Yeah, it's, it's pronounced Mutiny. Mutiny! Oh, my turn-offs are guys who say Mutiny. Mutiny? Well, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Mike Spiegelman, oh, Mike Spiegelman, oh, Mike Spiegelman, oh, Mike Spiegelman, It's bug out square. It's uh, it's not Tuesday, and it's but it is six o'clock. I'm doing this ahead of time because I, I have a commitment that I need to fulfill to uh, ensure that um, I keep a roof over my head. Seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've been hearing his name all over the land. Hey, this week on Bug House Square, well, I'm, uh, uh, you know, I got, jeez, uh, John, what do you got? What do you got for us? Um, well, I got some new contributors, a couple, couple new ones, and uh, <coughs> I'm at home now, and uh, I, I, things are kind of shaking up around here, uh, around the house. So I, I, I grabbed a fistful of records, and uh, we'll. I may grab some more, but we're going to make it through this, and um, and it's going to be good. Man come along and chases out in the rain. Was that a bee? 
stormy days we'd pass the time away sleeping in some good warm place man come along and we give him a little race was that a vigilante man preacher casey was just a working man and he said unite all you working men killed him in the river some strange man was that a vigilante man vigilante man why does a vigilante man carry that sawed off shotgun in his hand would he shoot brother his brother and, and sister, sister down I rambled around from town to town I rambled around from town to town and they herded us around like a wild herd of cattle. Was that the vigilante men? Have you seen that vigilante man? Have you seen that vigilante man? I've heard his name all over the land.
Washed his hands 
Thank you.